Thanks for tuning in to NL News Day on this Thursday, October the 28th. Of course, as you know, on June the 30th, a wildfire destroyed about 90% of the village of Lytton. Almost 40 homes within the Lytton First Nation community had claimed uh, were also lost, and it also claimed the lives of two people. That fire, of course, again occurring on June the 30th. And now, those within the community of Lytton, within the town, who have been displaced, continue to be on evacuation order, wondering what's next. When will I get home? Well, the community has put out now a draft short-term recovery plan. This coming out here yesterday. So to speak more to what this plan entails and what the priorities are right now for the village of Lytton, pleased to be joined by CAO Ron Machusi. Ron, how are you doing here today? Hey, Jeff. Thank you. Well, really appreciate your time here. Obviously, it's a, a difficult summer for your community, but uh, let's, let's just get right into some of the priorities that are outlined here. I spoke with uh, Mayor Jan Polderman here about 10 days ago, I want to say, and, and he was telling me at that time, you know, the, the number one thing that he was worried about was temporary housing for those who have been displaced. Uh, is that like one of the number one things that uh, I guess people can kind of look at this plan and say this this is something you're really trying to push forward on? Yeah, and I think uh, I think right now, you know, it's been, it's been a while, uh, and you know, people are in a number of facilities and they're spread out all over the place. Um, and uh, until we can get them back in their homes, uh, certainly the province has stepped up and is trying to provide, uh, you know, uh, support over and above what's normal. Uh, you know, normally there's a fire and people are displaced; they get emergency social services, but that's really intended to be like a few weeks at the most. Um, so, you know, the province has stepped in and, uh, you know, we'll be providing, uh, you know, some subsidies to help people uh, get through particularly the winter. Uh, so looking at temporary housing and then looking at whether or not there needs to be what, what some people would call interim housing, you know, whether that's uh, modular homes, uh, you know, that we can try to get in place by spring uh, or whether or not, uh, you know, people uh, find alternatives to to that, you know, maybe renting uh, uh, elsewhere. But, you know, the rental market, you know, all around the interior, <laughs> you know, in Fraser Valley is not exactly that easy. So mm-hmm. so I think we're trying the best we do to get, make sure people have safe uh, shelter. Yeah, I guess, you know, people who are, you know, probably still in different parts, wanting to be a little bit closer to the village of Lytton here. Uh, what, what is sort of the the timelines for when they might be able to at least get a little bit closer to home. Is there a timeline right now uh, in place? Because obviously there's still a lot of mitigation work that needs to be done within the community, demolition work, cleanup that has to take place before people can get actually back to their homes. Uh, but they might want to get a little bit closer, and we're almost into the, the winter months here. I mean, we're seeing snow on the highways right now on a regular basis. So is there a, a timeline for when people can get at least a little bit closer to the village of Lytton? Uh, not really on that level. I think, you know, you know, at this point in time, trying to find, uh, you know, places, uh, trying to, uh, you know, one of the ideas was trying to try to find some places that may be available. Um, so, you know, getting, trying to get people out of hotel rooms, trying mm-hmm. to get people into more housing, you know, would, would really be the short term goal. You know, part of the problem we have is, um, you know, the cleanup, uh, you know, the, the village itself, uh, uh, I'm the acting uh, CEO. I've only been on the job two weeks, so just to put it in perspective, um, uh, you know. But it's really difficult. Uh, there's, you know, it's a very, very small village. All of the records, everything has been destroyed. So there's not even a, a village hall or any records. So we're kind of having to put that together. Um, the cleanup's difficult. Uh, cleanup's very difficult because 
Uh, you have about 70 homes that were destroyed in the, in the, the down central part of, of the village um, and businesses, uh, homes and businesses. Uh, and, you know, uh, a fairly substantial number of them weren't insured. And so, you know, the insurance, if you have insurance, the insurance companies will come in and do everything they need to do to get you back in your house. Uh, but with that many people that were not insured, we really had to try to coordinate the cleanup uh, because you really didn't want to have this lot cleaned up and that one not. And so once again, we had to go back to the TNRD, um, uh, the provincial government, uh, and really uh, need, we needed and they gave us help uh, with that coordination of the cleanup so uh, the, the village could be done, you know, in an orderly fashion and not have, you know, lots sitting there for years uh, not cleaned up. Yeah. So I, that alone wasn't easy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, you've done a lot of work here in just a, a short period of time, just being on the job here for a couple of weeks and already coming out with this near 40-page draft plan. I mean, you, you've clearly been, uh, you know, tasked with a significant uh, amount of stuff to do. I guess what would be the message? Because one thing I have seen from individuals who have, you know, lost a lot are wondering if there's going to be an opportunity anytime soon to get back into the community to at least, you know, sift through their belongings and what might be left. Uh, I know that's really difficult or impossible to do until the safety aspect has been handled. I mean, have you, have you spoken to anyone or do you have a message for those individuals who are just saying, can you just let me go in and, and see what I have left remaining? Yeah, no, uh, that, that's right. Uh, it, it's a hazardous site, and I think what we're trying to do on a case-by-case uh, basis is let people uh, get in. They, they need to be escorted because it's a hazardous site. There's asbestos. There's lots of things. They need proper protection, a little bit like COVID. They, they need proper PPE to get, just to get in. Uh, but you know, we're trying to uh, allow people access. Um, most of the lots have been sifted, so... Uh, thanks to the work of uh, uh, Samaritan's Purse, Team Rubicon, and, and some other uh, groups, volunteers have actually gone in and helped people sift their lot. So, so that was done. Um, you know, now it's about uh, really trying to get the place cleaned up so that those that have insurance, in particular, can you know start to rebuild as soon as possible. So, uh, you know, I, I wish I had a timeline, but you know, every day there's just another wrinkle. Uh, you know, not only is cleanup of hazardous material, but things like archaeological uh, yeah. assessment, you know, so it's just, I know people don't like to hear it's complex, but, you know, really it is. Well, yeah, and one of the things, too, when I was going through the report that really stood out to me is just how do you juggle the priorities? Because one of the things that is obviously an issue for, for the village of Linton right now is is how much was lost. There's no grocery store. The medical center has been impacted. Uh, you know, the, you need telecommunications to be back up and running. Uh, you know, there's just so many factors here that really uh, are, are, are on the table in order to actually have a functioning village that you can't just send people back in there with nothing to go back to, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you nailed it. Um, you know, it, it's just not a simple matter of letting them build their house. Uh, you have to provide all those support services, too. You can't have people living in a community. You know, the RCMP, post office, stores, uh, you know, groceries, uh, those types of things, um, you know, those have to be, you know, developed in parallel as well. So, yeah, you know, I've, I've had a bit of experience with emergency management, but I have to admit this one's complex a problem that I've ever faced. 
Any idea what why people are not, uh, or why there's been a, a low uptake of the Canadian Red Cross services? That was surprising as I went through this to see that there was such a, a low uptake of those services. You know, I, th- I think there's, I think there's, uh, yeah, that was interesting. I know, like right now, uh, uh, EMBC is actually calling individuals, and they actually go and visit people. Uh, a combination of things. I think it's the demographics. I think there's a lot of elderly people. I think uh, you know, phones. It's hard to hard to nail exactly who you know uh, the, the list. If people didn't register with ESS, it'd be hard to know. We'd have to cross tab lists and stuff. So. Uh, finding people's difficult. I think sometimes when people are traumatized, you know, especially in the early days, that you know they just don't want to talk, right? Uh, you know, they may have registered for ESS, but maybe didn't have the patience to sit down. Uh, are there a lot of challenges too that come with trying to find out who actually wants to go back? Uh, one of the, the notes I saw in the report was talking about how people's, uh, you know, might be a little bit traumatized by by what happened. Uh, maybe their their mental health is just something that uh, is making them not want to to move back to the community of Lytton. So having to kind of juggle who wants to go back, who doesn't, does that things make that make things a, a little bit more challenging as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, my experience in Kelowna back in 2003, there were certainly people that just sold their properties and didn't go back. You know, they just it was just too traumatized. But, you know, the good news is only about 18% of the people that have been surveyed, you know, that's about the last time I looked was about 40 households. Uh, only about 18% said that they were not coming back. Uh, and about 80 said they were going to come back. Some when their services and some are already back, you know, 25% are already back. So, you know, the good news is I think most people want to go back. Uh, and that, that's good news for people thinking about reestablishing their businesses. Ron, uh, we're, we're past five o'clock here, so I do have to let you go. I do have a ton more questions I could ask you, though. So I'll just end up on this. This is a draft plan right now. Uh, I guess what are the next steps to actually formalizing this thing? Okay, uh, over the next uh, 24 hours, or actually not even, uh, people can uh, submit some comments. Uh, the plan will be forwarded to the minister, uh, Minister Farnsworth, uh, tomorrow. Uh, but there'll be on November 8th the work, uh, an online uh, town hall meeting uh, for people to be able to we'll go through the plan in detail uh, and people will be able to ask questions uh, and then uh, really start the next long-term uh, process of how do we rebuild the city? This is really about people right now. Um, you know, how do we rebuild the yeah. city? Is that town hall like predominantly going to be virtual? I suppose like that makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are all you know. This is really hard. People are all over the place. Yeah. And, and COVID and everything else, it'll be virtual. Yeah. Perfect. Well, uh, hopefully that goes well, and I hope we get a chance to follow up after that meeting. But really, do appreciate your time today. Okay, thanks, Jeff. Thanks for uh, calling. Absolutely. Ron Machusi right there. He is the acting CAO for the Village of Lytton right now, speaking again to their uh, short-term draft recovery plan that was put out yesterday, November the 8th. Keep that date in mind. That'll be a town hall for uh, the community there to make some comments and go through the plan, and will be interesting to follow up after that meeting.